I'm going to ask you to please be seated. As we continue our worship, I will read a Psalm of David. It's our number six hit, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For Lord, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our, our greatest hit uh, for, um, for this week, we are at number six on our countdown. The Lord is our shepherd, and we will be listening to some stories about how God guides and provides us. This summer, our sermon series has been counting down the Bible's greatest hits according to a survey of this congregation. And today we feature perhaps the most well-known and beloved psalm, Psalm 23, which you've already heard twice. Um, as mentioned before, I'm Brian Arms, Director of Worship and Music uh, here at NCPC, and I'm honored uh, again this year to host a conversation among some of our elders who have recently completed their term of service on session. Uh, today is primarily going to be um, experienced through some video reflections that were recorded by Sky Gleason. Uh, these uh, four elders will be reflecting on how the Lord was their shepherd in the midst of the ministry to which God called them. Uh, Joe Upton, Leslie Castell, and Joe Bonin uh, will be sharing with us on screen. But we begin first by introducing Psalm 23 in the words of Kim Votberg, who offered some written reflections this year. Here's how she introduces Psalm 23. Kim wrote, Psalm 23 is arguably one of the most memorized, meaningful passages of Scripture ever. And why? It was written by a lowly shepherd, a youngest son, a renegade, a national hero, a king. It was written by David, a person whose strengths and foibles resonate with all of us. His words, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me, restores me is with me, comforts me, are all phrases we covet. As David looked back on his life, he remembered God's goodness dating back to his youth as a, sheep, as a sheep tender. He remembered the loneliness and stress of hiding from Saul. He remembered the sorrow of a broken relationship with one son and the untimely death of another because of his own sin. David also remembered that God had been with him through all of his days, good and bad, 
And he marveled, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Those are Elder Volkberg's um, words. So this morning's Elder Reflections will follow a basic three-part outline of the psalm. The first part focuses on the Lord as our shepherd and how God guides us and provides for us. The second part features the dark valley, the valley of the shadow of death, affirming the Lord is with us even then, strengthening us against fear. The third part is an, ex- is an expression of hope, the confident expectation of experiencing the Lord's goodness and love in the future. So, our first part, part one, how the Lord as shepherd guides and provides. Psalm 23 famously begins this way with the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. So, let's listen to uh, let's listen in as Joe Upton, Leslie Castell, and Joe Bonin share about how they experienced the guidance and provision of the Lord who was their shepherd. Thank you for allowing me to serve as your elder for the past six years. It has been six years of learning, following, and trusting. God has been with us in so many ways. He is our good shepherd. He led us in so many ways by the still waters and green pastures. Without a doubt, I can say that the past three years have been the most challenging that NCPC has experienced since I have been a member. This presented a leadership challenge for the session that could only be met through the Lord's faithfulness and provision. I would like to highlight just a few of the ways that God has provided for our church. Due to COVID, we couldn't meet in person for worship. God provided the technology and skilled personnel to transition to being having worship available online. This has continued to allow members to be part of worship who wouldn't otherwise be able to participate. With our lead pastor's departure, we needed uniquely skilled transitional pastoral leadership. God provided Pastor Heather James to help our congregation heal and figure out a path forward for pastoral leadership. Once the transitional pastoral period was completed, we needed a pastor to lead our next phase of congregational life. God provided creativity for the process and a gifted and faithful servant in Pastor Kurt. During this time, new elders were called to serve and God provided the right people at the right time. God has been abundantly financially faithful to our, through our generous congregation. Our times as a session, when we were gathered in prayer, whether it was at a retreat or in a time of discernment, those were the times when I especially felt God's presence and guidance. One of my favorite stories that I thought of um, when I thought about this uh, particular issue was uh, a moment when we had a tough situation popping up and we were trying to figure out how God was leading us in, in, in a certain situation. 
and everybody was talking about the, some different stories in their lives, or a, a paragraph of basically what they how they were feeling at the time, and I started realizing there was a narrative in there, um, and I started writing down just kind of words or little quick phrases of what each person was saying, and it was really interesting because God, I think started speaking to me for the one of the few times that he really did directly to my soul and i started hearing things differently from everybody and when everybody was all done and we were all ready to pack up and go home i i asked, asked it to everybody to stop and just listen to what they had said and i reeled off all these different phrases from different people and as they went and it was in order of how, how it was said this, this narrative of how God is providing for everybody, that God is going to keep and uplift everybody, that he's going to provide uh, a, a future for the, the church, and that people will be um, given strength. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. And I don't really get often where God will really actually talk to me in that kind of way. And when I was done, everybody on session went, whoa. That, that's amazing. God provides for us. God speaks to us. Kim Votberg adds, um, adds these words to the conversation. Like so many others, I have trusted these centuries-old words from Psalm 23. They are powerful and real, and they held me in good stead as I served on session. The journey was, without a doubt, the growth and push I needed to clarify my faith. As our reflection this morning moves to verses 4 and 5 of Psalm 23, this second part, we're reminded that the Lord is with us as our shepherd even in the most difficult of times. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Or, as some translations put it, the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Let's hear again from our elders about how the Lord walked with them in the dark valley. These past six years have been some of the hardest I've ever had to experience. And I've never, in my wildest dreams, would think that we would ever have gone through all the things that we had to go through. We have gone through uh, issues that, around um, sexual misconduct. We've talked about issues where uh, we had people who are having problems with administrative issues. Uh, of course, we had uh, issues with uh, with uh, staff, and we've had difficulties with that have been just heart wrenching when it comes to so many different uh, aspects of the church life, and it has affected every every decision that we've ever had to make in the situations as a, as a session. Every decision we've had to make, we've had to make it with. With, with, with information just enough to kind of... It, it was more of a situation where God was trying to give us as much information as we needed to make the decisions. But we knew those decisions were going to also affect 
people wanting to leave because of it um, or have or be very disappointed in what we were doing and questioning what the what are elders doing and where's their wisdom coming from are they not paying attention to what's going on in the world or what's going on in our church and that was hard that was that was that was tough and god would always reassure us that we were pushing ourselves in, in, in directions that we've never been before. And we had to make decisions and things we'd never done before. And that he was going to be with us. And we were going to be okay. As you probably know from our prayer chain requests, I've been under the weather for the past three to four months or so. But I felt your support and prayers. I am now on the mend. Hallelujah. Thanks to all of you. Because of living in rehab facility for two months, I think I have a new perspective on the past years as an elder. Many times I felt like Paul, who was in jail, writing to the churches in Rome or Ephesians. And then we had a retreat some five or six years ago that was led by Deanna and Denise. And God led us to a set of priorities, which I still remember very well. I think number one was our continued emphasis of reaching out to the youth of, of North Creek and the area. The other one was listed as just messy. And the third one was to continue to emphasize our growth in the vine type of relationship. We didn't really know what messy meant, but we were led by God to put that pretty high up on the priority list. We didn't know at the time that he was giving us uh, some advance warning that COVID was coming down the road or that we would have significant changes in staff. But uh, it was rather clear now as you look back on it that God was providing some guidance to us, telling us to be prepared. Remembering and trusting in God's provision, my faith was sustained during times that felt like dark valleys. The darkest time I experienced on session was the month or so prior to Pastor David's departure and the few months afterward. Dealing with the shock of the situation and the challenge of communicating with the congregation was incredibly difficult for me personally and for us as a session. I am so thankful that the Lord was there in our midst. The unity of the session and our faith that the Lord would provide a way forward helped all of us get through that period. As elder for youth ministry, the challenge has been particularly difficult. Even before the pandemic and pastoral change, we were challenged to find and keep quality staff leadership in place. Knowing the powerful impact that youth ministry can have in the lives of our youth makes this situation particularly painful to me. This is an area that I have to be honest. I don't understand why we are still waiting for staff leadership. 
And yet, God has provided through a dedicated ministry team and faithful youth advisors. Even though the path God has in mind for this ministry is yet to be clear, I have hope because I know that God loves each and every one of our youth and he wants a personal relationship with them. I continue to pray for God's leading and development of a thriving youth ministry. And that hope leads us into the last part of Psalm 23, which ends on an upswing with an expression of confident hope in the Lord. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's hear one last time from our elders. And this time we'll hear about how having the Lord as their shepherd gave our session elders confident hope in the future. As I look forward, I'm excited about our future and the growth that is coming. God has led us in the paths of righteousness. We know that he will continue to lead us. I am especially happy that our teaching time at 9 o'clock on Sundays has grown and thrived. And our small groups are growing and thriving. Women's Bible study also. And these ministries are not led by staff or elders. They have minimal budgets. They are led by volunteer servants inspired by the Holy Spirit. They are led by you. At the moment, we have over 100 members involved in small groups, at least 10 or more small groups. And so the connection between the small groups, the 9 o'clock study hour, the 10 o'clock worship time, uh, can all be pulled together into a vibrant church for tomorrow. Over the last three years, we have been blessed by volunteers who have faithfully served in many capacities. We have been blessed by gifted pastoral leadership. We have been blessed by worshiping together each Sunday. And I have been blessed to serve on session with an amazing group of elders. The Lord is faithful and life together is such a blessing. Over this next year, the congregation and session will be seeking God's plan for the ministry of this church going forward. I believe that if we listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit and are willing to act boldly in faith, the Lord will show us how we can be God's beacon of light in our community for many years to come. I've always felt that um, I've been very fortunate in my life to have um, a loving family uh, raising me, uh, a credible wife and family to be with uh, since. And I've always felt that I was overly blessed already. And um, how I see actually the excitement I have right now is, I'm, even though I've been here for six years as an elder, I, and I'm supposed to take a sabbatical of time off, and I feel that, uh, and I will, but I know that there's so much things out there that have interest, interest uh, in and I'd love to do and look into. 
and want to be part of that I'm just so excited about the future. Um, I want to do uh, continue with choir and, uh, and worship and as much as that. But I also want to get involved in uh, and continue as a Sunday school teacher and, and, and stay on as a children's ministry uh, as uh, a leadership role in that. I see myself getting involved in adult leadership, adult um, um, education and understanding uh, how to build that up to make it so that it's more attractive to find out ways of getting women back involved in in in, uh, in the church and and bringing those people back in and bringing men, men's ministry up and running I could see so, so many different places where I could be uh, used and and have uh, so when when people say what do you want to do in the future Joe I say anything I love to get involved, and I'm probably more than one thing. I'll probably get involved in all sorts of different things. And I'm just excited about all that possibilities. And I'm just hoping that God will show me which way he wants me to go. Kim Votberg finishes our elder sharing um, by offering these words. I come away from this experience as an elder with a desire to deepen and develop my spiritual convictions, and at the same time mentor and support others in theirs. So definitely a future-looking um, perspective. Well, we've heard from Kim, Leslie, and both Joes about their experience of the Lord's guidance and provision, even in dark days. That gives them hope uh, for the future. Uh, this definitely is a journey. Psalm 23, as we consider it and think about it and reflect on it, um, definitely speaks as a journey. Uh, and, and as we're on our journey, it tells us and shows us how God is our companion, our guide, and our provider. Um, as we have experience and, and look back and reflect, we can think about um, how he's provided in the past. It's a good reminder. Um, it reminds us, that, that reflection reminds us. In the moment today, we are living it. We live the dependence on God's provide, uh, provision. We live uh, in, in following his guidance um, and his shepherding. And as we look forward to the future, we hope for it. And we expect it, um, that provision, that guidance, that companionship.